for your brain pocket Double gangers of bang Bang and the leader of the gang Put your thumb in the wall socket Double gangers of bang From Santa Monica, California, home of the world's first, or at least this area's first, vegan Oktoberfest. Think of it. I'm Harry Shearer. You can stop thinking of it now. I'm Harry Shearer welcoming you to this edition of the show. What about our old friend formaldehyde? We haven't heard about it lately. Well, Chinese-made flooring's got some. Chinese-made flooring sold in North America has high levels of formaldehyde. As a matter of fact, it's a known carcinogen. You know it according to tests done by the Hardwood, Plywood, and Veneer Association. Boy, I want to go to their meetings more often. We went into a retail store and grabbed a sample, tested it, and six out of eight flunked, says Kip Howlett, president of the Industry Association, represents Canadian and American flooring manufacturers. They wouldn't want to put the kibosh uh, kibosh on on, uh, Chinese, would they? When Howlett started testing these floors five years ago, the levels of formaldehyde were so high, he says some were two to three times over the line. And there is no line. It was like the emissions that we used to see 30 years ago, he says. And by that he means in Canadian and American products. Too much formaldehyde can cause upper throat and nasal cancers as well as leukemia. California has tough labeling and emission rules to control formaldehyde emissions from composite wood products, including floors. The U.S. EPA is expected to soon be putting out proposed rules to regulate the chemical nationally. Never too late. Formaldehyde's use in flooring is as a cheap glue in the making of laminate and engineered wood floors. Quote, if you jack up the amount of resin, it allows you to basically take your production rate on your press and increase it by 50%, Howlett says. So instead of making a million panels, you make a million and a half panels. And you make some people sick. I, for one, welcome our new Chinese overlords and their formaldehyde. You ladies and gentlemen... It's not just nuclear waste. It's uh, all kinds of waste we don't know how to get rid of. It almost makes you think we're like three-year-olds, and when we're through with stuff, we just, you know, throw it to one side and figure somebody else will pick it up. In Texas, as in most states, all air emissions from oil and gas waste are among the least regulated, least monitored, and least understood components of the extraction and production cycle, according to Scientific American. Although the wastewater and sludge can contain the same chemicals used in hydraulic fracking, chemicals known to affect human health, little has been done to measure waste emissions or to determine their possible impact on nearby residents. Gap can be traced to decisions Congress and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency made decades ago when oil and gas producers lobbied hard to get most of their waste exempted from federal hazardous waste regulations. I wonder how they accomplished that. Probably just persuasive palaver. In 1988, they did succeed, even though a 1987 EPA study concluded that 23% of the waste samples the agency had collected contained one or more toxic compounds at levels 100 times higher than safe for humans. The EPA estimated, without the exemption, 10 to 70% of oil and gas waste could be considered hazardous. Well, can you get a bigger range? call a manna. Still, the report recommended granting the exemption. The expense of disposing of so much hazardous waste would slow oil and gas production in the United States, the author said, and there weren't enough hazardous waste facilities to handle that much waste. Well, if you don't have enough facilities, make more waste. 
For the industry and for people who live and work near commercial waste facilities, the distinction between hazardous and non-hazardous is critical when it comes to air quality. Pits at hazardous waste sites must be covered. Open-air pits are not allowed. The transfer of the waste is done through pipes, so emissions don't escape into the air. But pits at non-hazardous facilities, or those defined as such, allow chemicals in the waste to evaporate directly into the atmosphere. States decide how and where facilities are built and what, if any, monitoring systems they must have. An, an EPA review of oil and gas waste regulations in 27 states, including Texas, Pennsylvania, and Colorado, where they're fracking like crazy, I mean like saying, found that none had rules requiring regular air monitoring at commercial solid waste facilities.